913, hey, Dustband. I guess that's another nickname we can throw into the bowl. We haven't decided on a new nickname yet. Maybe that'll be a gimmick after the football season is over. Dirty Werewolf is dead and gone. It is no longer a nickname. Hey, Dustband, that's in the bowl of mixing up the names. You were talking about the Mule National Orangeburg. Here's a little tidbit for you. When I graduated from Orangeburg, we played on Sam Green at Bob Nestor. Oh, and Nob Noster, Casey Young, showing my age a little bit. I was like, Bob Noster? I was like, I don't know, I don't know Bob Noster. I know Nob Noster. Uh, it is 11 o'clock on a Sunday, which means Jay Binkley is in the house. Mr. Binkley, how are you doing this afternoon? What's up, Dustman? I you guess know, you're still in. a werewolf. I, I refuse. No, I'm not. Stop, I refuse, stop I, I refuse to accept this. Okay. I am not accepting your um, the loss of your nickname because nicknames are organic. They just happen. No one chooses their nickname, and no one chooses their nickname well, not to few. happen. Ron the Show Jugly. People call you the werewolf. Sean you Levine. are the werewolf. It, it's just what people call you. Quentin. I, I've looked long and hard for him. I've settled on Q-Dog. And I get it. Kramer was the you dog. You always just, when you don't I have know. a nickname, you just throw a dog on the end Absolutely. of Absolutely. It's just the easiest thing to do. Hey, dog. Q-Dog. What's up, Q-Dog? Yeah, yeah I know. Well, yeah. if, Dusty, if this helps your case in uh-huh. my context, you're Dust Man. Okay. See? You're That's what you are dog. in my context. No, I'm not Dust Dog. I'm just Dust Man. That's what it is. I've probably called you Dustman the longest, to be honest, because it was Dustman before the wolf. Oh, yeah, for sure, which means there's no reason it can't just be Dustman. All right, it's fine. You know what I mean? But I refuse to accept the fact you don't want to go our werewolf anymore. Why was that anyway? I can't remember. Because that idiot Xavier Balbadar, oh, the, they the called the ESPN documentary The Werewolf. And then yeah, they had like a, yeah, but that was ESPN. He didn't call himself that. Well, blame ESPN. Call ESPN. Tell me I need to get rid of that stupid title for that show. I don't want to be affiliated with that loser. Let me ask you this. What if I was called like the dust factor? Could you imagine that? That guy's a clown. He just came back out and said he was coming back to Arrowhead. No, you're not. I just, Stay home. I just bought a uh, riveting dust buster. Yeah. It was great. Dust buster. Dust busters are great. I mean, they, yeah. they're making a comeback. I mean, they've always been there, but they're kind of making a comeback. So riveting. Are, are you ready for this comeback? I am. I haven't even started the journey yet. 36 years old, just getting started. I'm like, uh... I'm like Bo Nix. When's your birthday? <laughs> August 7th. Okay, see. I thought I missed it. <laughs> no, no, no. I told you happy birthday. No, like, August, oh, 7th, August 7th, I'll be 37, and then two days after that, I'll go to the Bleak 182 concert where I'll feel like I'm 16 again. Because usually like, when I go to the John, I always take a glance and say whose birthday it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't see you on there Yeah. when I went to the bathroom. So. What about the crop duster from the 816? That ain't happening. I don't want to be known as a fart. It's pretty good one, though. Yeah. I don't want to be just known as like a stank. Oh, here comes the crop duster on after hours. No, thanks. Uh, I love the creativity, though. Bigley, I need to remind you that we are here um, on Sunday and just need to hear this. Welcome. This is Alexa. What is the purpose of the visit? Jesus Christ. Amen, brother. Uh, So what was your high point of the season for the Kansas City Chiefs? Ooh, probably early on. Because we're in week 18 already, by the way, since we were just talking in St. Joe like a month ago. It's been sad. Last year was easy for me. It was, <laughs> yeah. the 40, it was the 49ers game on the road. Number yeah. one defense. McCaffrey was already there. Blew him out. The 529 yards and blew mm-hmm. out the number one defense in the NFL. That stood, stood out the most to me. This year, I don't know if there's really a, a high water mark. I mean, beating the Bears 41 to 10 was cool. Yeah. Certainly, they've gotten much better since then, especially their defense well, if since beat, that game. If beating the Bears is 41 to 10 is cool. Consider me Miles but they were, Davis. But they were a disaster yeah. when the Chiefs went and played. I think starting the season and beating Jacksonville, 
on the road in week two because Jacksonville mm-hmm. was looked upon. You know, Peter King had him as his number one seed, then beating the Dolphins over in Germany. Mm-hmm. It seems like their things started to work out well for the Chiefs, what they'd won seven of eight games. Yeah. And I think kind of that, that chunk of games, that eight-game eight, eight game chunk where they won seven of the eight um, with that uh, loss in Denver mixed in there. But, you know, they had the flu, flu game. Yeah. Flu game. Uh, Quinn and I said the Miami game was the high point of the season. Yeah, you, but you it was sandwiched around losses, though. That Denver lost, then he lost to Philly the next week. But you humiliated Tyreek Hill, who had spent, you know, the last year and a half just kind of like, I wouldn't say poo-pooing on mm-hmm. the Chiefs, but kind of just like playing that almost like narcissistic role where it's like, they didn't want me. It's like, no, they did. Those you just wanted more money. just needed to be said, right? Yeah, this right. Podcast? Yeah. And, and yeah, brutal. Um, what was the What was the low point of the season? Uh, low point, I think, really was that uh, two-game stretch where you lose in Green Bay, where you shoot with the MVS catch, mm-hmm. and then the offsides. Well, it wasn't against an MVS catch. It wasn't. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think those two, because of the bizarre endings of that Packers game, yeah. and then that uh, lighting offsides against Buffalo. Because um, think about this, Buffalo's done, man. Like, Buffalo has a chance tonight. They're done yeah. if they don't win that game. But I think those two games, that back-to-back uh, little stretch between Green Bay and Buffalo was probably – I would consider the low point. Quentin and I said Christmas Day. Yeah, it's the worst game. It was the worst game. That's the worst the Chiefs have looked outside of the Tennessee Titans game. Yeah. When they got absolutely ran amok in that November day uh game on the road. I know the ta- I know the Tampa Bay you know game. What? That, that's probably you're you're probably right about that because they weren't physical in that game. Those they other games they had there. a chance. They didn't have a chance for to win that Raiders you game. You know, and, and you know this as well as I know. You you and I would never question character or, you know, attitude of players. You always had that one guy that watched the game with you like, they don't even care. It's like you don't know that, yeah. first off. Um but that looked like a game, especially being there live, the demeanor the the mannerisms of people it just looked like no one was physically there maybe it was christmas maybe it was you know overconfident because it was a raiders team that had aiden o'connell but you think about like the low points of that game they had negative 18 yards for like five and a half minutes of the game of game play um they had back-to-back turnovers in which the raiders scored on both and scored 14 points in about 12 and a half seconds not only that the stat that was so egregious that was laughable to see was that Aiden O'Connell had 62 total passing yards and didn't complete a pass in the second, third, or fourth quarter, and you still lost that game. It was kind of a 50% bad game, but it was only six points. They were still within the score, yeah. which is crazy about the Chiefs because no matter how bad they played, they're usually just right there within the score. What? All but four times in Mahomes' career have they been within one score. Right. But when you think about the 205 total yards, the fact that they did not complete a pass for three quarters, Yeah. I mean, defensively, it was kind of a gym yeah. in that game. Yeah, the Raiders were able to to run the football, and they proved to be more physical uh, throughout the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at that. I still think the defense played well in that game. Oh, defense was great. The defense has been great all year long, which is crazy that the defense has not gone in a slump. Um all year, which because it's it's interesting how this team has flipped throughout this year uh, from what they've been kind of seemingly known as in the past, you know, five years under Patrick Mahomes under center. Because in the past, it was can this defense just keep the team in the game? Can Harrison Butker hit the field goal when he needs to? And when you get to this point in the season, the defense is there, and you're asking yourself, can the offense keep this team in the game? Not turn the ball over. Harrison Butker's been nails this year, man. He was just, he's coming off special teams player of the week, hit six field goals, I believe, last last week, only missed one. 
Um, and, and he's missed two this year. He missed all year. But it, it got scary because he went missed back to back games mm-hmm. before this last one where he hit six. And you're like, okay, this has yeah. been all, this has been Mister Automatic for this offense because you know he can go in stretches there where, oh, yeah. where you start worrying about extra points and for everything sure. else. So yeah, it starts that doubt starts creeping in your mind. Yeah. That he erases that with the six field goals that they needed. Like they, he is a huge part oh, yeah. of not only this defense, but then Harrison Butker kicks. Uh, getting in the end zone. Yeah, because he gives your quarterback a little bit more confidence that all you have to do is get to, like, the 42-yard line, and I can put a 52-yarder up at ease. Like a security blanket. Like, yeah. oh, you know what? Because I start thinking that. When you see the Chiefs driving, it's like, well, they're in Butker's range. Right. <laughs> they're going to be all right. Like, they're that green line three. goes back further and further where they yeah. need to get. Because I gave the analogy. It's almost like the Chiefs could technically kind of be like the Royals in 14 and 15. Like, if they're down by two or three or one, with like a minute 42 left, all they've got to do is go like a total of 50 yards and they can hit a field goal with what Bucker's been doing. Just like when the Royals, if they were up by one or two going into the sixth inning, the game was over. I remember, sitting in the press box. Over. I remember sitting in the press box with you and Vern all the time because yeah. we, we were there a lot. Yeah. And we just look over there, you know, they'd be down by one run and we'd look at each other and say, well, they're going to come back and win this game yeah. in the sixth or seventh. Then all of a sudden the walk would happen yep. in the seventh inning. The Royals would get on base. Steal. And you're like, oh, here it comes. Yep. Here it comes. It, was like, it was like rinse and repeat. You yeah. knew what was going to happen. And you then knew you'd what the outcome o- was going to be. You'd look over to the right and then you'd hear Mike Swanson be like, number 40 whatever, uh, uh, Kelvin Herrera is warming up in the bullpen. And then out would come Kelvin Herrera. Here comes HDH. And then, yeah, it's just, it was over and over again. So I new nachos, sit there, wait for Ned to talk after the mm. game, drive home. Nachos, soft pretzel, and then Vern introduced me to the root beer flow. Come back for another win the next day. Steal a cookie. Yeah. Can you believe it? Can you believe this calendar just turned 24 to us, man? Yeah. 2014 was that World Series. Right? I still have like a stocking cap for 2014. And I was thinking about it, it's like, it's been a decade, man. It's 2024 now. Oh, Let's yeah. see, the Royals are now in one of the longest stretches of pro teams. Not the big. It, this, it just seems crazy how long ago that seems, even though it doesn't seem long ago. Dustbuster like my slump buster. Love to hear Dusty and Bink together. My high point was right before kickoff at the Eagles game. Best record in the AFC. We go at 14 and then mudslide. Mud just started, sl- started rolling. Uh, can I ask you one quick question before we go to break? Yeah, you can. Who's the better Watt brother? You know, I think TJ has emerged as the better guy, uh, even though JJ certainly had his time with the injuries and stuff. But TJ, to me, I mean, they're, they've both been great. They're both, I mean, I think JJ will be in the Hall of Fame. They're both, we're talking about Hall of Fame players. Yeah. I, I take TJ, though. So TJ Watt has a tied record for the most sacks in the season 22 and a half with Strahan. Hmm. TJ Watt is only, I believe, 20 sacks behind his brother. I think he has 94 or maybe he has 96 now. I think he has 96 total now. I know he finished this year with 19. Yeah, he, he's unbelievable. Do you, you know what's funny? Is you know he went to higher, Wisconsin too, right? Yeah, do you know a higher pass rush grade than he did? Probably Carl Loftus. Leo Chanel. Even oh, though he really? wasn't a pass yeah. rusher, he was a bit of like, he is, stop has a... Stop it. No, I'm not kidding. I know Proof you're not, but stop it. Why would I lie about this, Keto? I didn't say you're lying. Why would I lie about no, this? No, just, it's just, it's a, it's a skewed stat. Are you calling me a liar? No, I'm just saying how many snaps did Leo Chanel play this year according to how many did TJ Watt play? This is a fact I just gave That's you. That's like this being like a- Kareem Garcia had uh, a... <laughs> you remember Kareem Garcia? 
One year he had like 14 home runs and like 80 plate appearances, and he had a better home run to plate appearance than Barry Bonds when he had 73. That's the same thing. Remember the legendary slugger Brady Anderson? Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. He did steroids. Coming up on the other side. Allegedly. We'll talk, we'll talk to Jay Beagley on what really has his interest in this game. I don't think the name Easton Stick is going to come out of his mouth. This is After Hours with Quentin Beagley and Likens here on 610 Sports Radio. Notable players, according to Spot Track, uh, who will be eligible for an extension next week. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Nico Collins, Creed Humphrey, Quinn Miners, Micah Parsons, Jalen Phillips, and Patrick Sertan Jr. of hmm. names. I just saw today that T. Higgins has been announced as not playing due to the hamstring injury. His yeah. season is over. His time in Cincinnati probably over as well. He's had a lot of that lately, actually. Is Jamar Chase not a good teammate? Did you hear what he said about T. Higgins? I, I, I don't know. I never know if he's serious or not. I don't either. Like, I never know if, if he's serious. I don't either. But they because... were sitting there laughing. They, they were the ones laughing in the background of that right. T. Higgins. So I, I never know if he's serious. Yeah, he was like, I want Justin Jefferson to get paid first, and then I'm going to decide what I want. And if there's any money left, then T. Higgins can probably come back, too. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't know. Never know. He's if, joking, if, but if he's Jamar also kind of half. Se- he's kind of half serious. I, I I just don't know. There's I, no I don't way know. they can keep both of them. Plus, with Burrow's contract, I just never know. With 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 uh, T Higgins, by the way. Would you would you still want him on the Chiefs? Yeah, it'd be. He's kind of on that all wuss team. But he's got 14 starts in three consecutive years and 11 nice. starts this year. Well, not 11 out of 16 only, or yeah. 14 out of 16 only 11 starts. Uh, this season. So right. and the most yards he's ever got is a thousand ninety one, like a thousand ninety one is the most he's, And I can understand, you know, Jamar chase gets a lot of those Tyler mm-hmm. board Boyd gets some of those as well. So yeah, I mean, he's made the best catch in the NFL this year to me when he bent around backwards, that but, was nasty, but you gotta be on the field and you gotta be reliable and play. And I'm looking at this draft and I'd rather see the chiefs go that direction. I kind of want to see him go get Michael Pittman jr. And Gabe Davis. Can't go wrong there. I mean, I know that's Especially a with Pittman. I know that's a huge wish, um, because you look at like what that you know money wise what that is. Plus, I think Rasheed Rice is a solid number two. I don't think he's a number one wide receiver. I just don't no. think that's who he is. Which means I don't think you go get T Higgins because T Higgins to me is a number two wide receiver. You've already filled that void with Rasheed Rice. Michael Pittman Jr. is a number one, a solidified number one. The I'm best not- thing about Pittman is huge. He's six four, two hundred twenty three pounds. I mean, it's that Nico re- Collins. You remember side. his dad? Michael Pittman Sr., the bruising running back in Tampa, that guy was huge too, like big. But that's that's the one thing that they need. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> MVS is supposed to be a guy because he's six four. I'm done. Runs talking. a four. I know. No. Anybody who's six four yeah. runs a four three seven. He has majorly let down yeah. like his body size and specifics because he didn't play that big. Like he didn't play like six four yeah. and runs a four three no. seven. MVS is a reliever that's given up too many home runs and now they're just a head head case. Like MVS knows he can't catch. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I just don't get. It. It's like the the. Remember when um, he should play every snap today? And wasn't just it run Steve Sachs couldn't throw it the first there for a while? Yeah, so could Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch couldn't throw it the yips, first. Yeah, yeah he throw and these were these are really second good baseman. second baseman. Pittman's yeah. a four five two guy, but again, he can get that inter- intermediate stuff for the Chiefs. I still think uh, you know along the lines whether guys five eight five nine doesn't matter, but that speedster to get down the field. Yeah, because that's the one thing kind of missing with his team. I will give Rasheed Rice credit though. He's number two in the NFL of all the receivers. Like of all the receivers drafted, he's number two in catches and, and number two in yards. Yeah. And he's number one in the NFL yards after catch over anybody. But when you look at the guys that were drafted mm-hmm. and you think, okay, Beach had one chance. He took one chance on that Friday night 
to draft a receiver, and he drafted the guy mm-hmm. that's the only guy behind Puka. Like, the only guy behind Puka. And Puka was a guy that even the Rams passed on until they got him. I mean, everybody passed on Puka for a while. But Rice is number two. He's number three in catches when you throw in tight ends like Laporta. But still, for him to finish second out of this wide receiver class and catches yeah. and yards, and everybody's saying, well, can Veach draft a receiver? Exhibit A. Right. He just did. Yeah. Um, tell me why I should watch this game today. Without uh, saying it's football. See records being broke from uh, Travis Kelsey, at least. But that's going to happen on the first play. You know the Probably. first play of the game is scripted 16, to be a 15-yard pass. Yards, yeah, 15-yard yeah. pass, get a yard, and then you're out. Gabbard's going to get it for him. You know, Gabbard's going to make it his... How much do you think they worked on this week with uh, just one play that can be a bread-and-butter Travis Kelsey play? Oh, 100%. But keep in mind, he's always destroyed the Chargers. He's got yeah. over 100 yards. He's the one that had that, remember that 12 for 179 game yeah. against the Chargers? Like, he's always destroyed the Chargers. So I do expect a uh, – and I think the Chargers are ready for Cancun anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, I think uh, – what was it? I think I was telling Quentin about this, that everybody's players' wives have already got the tickets in yeah. their phone, ready The re-roll. Go, going to Fiji, going to Bahamas, going to wherever they got to go. Hitting get the out. cruise scene, man. Yeah. Um, Chris Jones gets a sack against Easton Stick pretty easily right off the bat and then gets out of the game? Yeah, I think so. Or do so, you think man. he plays? I think he wants that to incentive. I think he- do, you think the, do you think the Chiefs are – petty enough to not let him play because of the incentive or do they think it's okay to just nah, go they're, they're at the point now i think they they do it um just because of what he's meant to the organization they got two rings no pacheco no Rasheed rice and the players love him no donovan smith uh kelsey's gonna play one play and then be out it's maybe well, until they get it he could have eight yards nine yards and all of a sudden he's six shy you know he's gonna get it nobody's playing for the chargers right like i think it's austin eckler that's it i think keenan allen's probably not playing and yet they're the favorite which this is that's just because play coin it, which is, game. it is weird that they're the favorite and it's just got to be because they're home because i i would think that i would take blaine gabbard in a weird world Even I would there's take probably more chiefs stick. fans are gonna be in la than chargers fans oh yeah oh yeah for sure because there's people that are probably taking a trip to los angeles it's kind for of a chiefs game. home game all, it's it's a home game for whoever plays the Chargers. SoFi is the biggest visiting at, other than Vegas. It's so perfect too for the Chiefs to have kind of a rest game at this point in the season, considering been calling this how they've been less rest the last six weeks before this. When, it, when that story came out in May, I knew this would be a big deal at this point, and it did. And we, we you know we talked about it. Then all of a sudden, the news stations, hey, guess what happened back in May? Well, Warren Sharp put this out in May. Mm-hmm. But you're granted you're going to have these type of games because there's so many Thursday night games and Sunday night games. There's just less rest uh, for teams to have when you have this many primetime games. Somebody says, what makes Rasheed Rice a two over a one? I think it's down the field like because mm-hmm. he really had, hadn't had those. Yards after catch has been great, like it's Sammy Watkins style type. And Juju, he really doing that role that Juju mm-hmm. had last year. To me... It's the, it's the being a home run threat. And get it, he's third in the NFL as far as wide receiver rookie touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But just the guy that can – if you have someone just a notch above Rasheed Rice mm-hmm. and then Rice is your solid number two receiver, that's fine. Yeah, I'm talking like a Justin Jefferson type. I'm talking Jamar Chase type. I'm yeah. talking, you know, pure number ones. Yeah. Who's the one guy you want out of all the free agents? Cal Ridley? I kind of like Pittman, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. What about Mike Evans? Does that give you any interest? I mean, I know who he is and what he is. He's just like, a veteran guy that's you know going to be consistent, a guy that's always going to put up numbers. But, you know, age not on his side. Why Mike Evans doesn't make sense to me is because he's got the ring. 
So he doesn't need to go ring chasing. Now, maybe he wants one more. I mean, who knows? I mean, you want as many championships you can get. But he also seems like a guy that's in that same situation that you saw last year with, like, Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre. They want that final bag before they hang it up. I think Michael Pitt, or I think uh, Mike Evans is 31, 30, somewhere around there. Um, and Always a gritty player, though. I mean, he's always going to be in there. To, he's a Hall of Famer. Being, yeah. yeah. He's had, what, 10 years of 1,000 yards? He's the only guy ahead of Kelsey. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't. I found this kind of hard to believe that no tight ends ever had more than two consecutive years of a thousand. Actually, years. They, they keep putting that stat out there, and they're wrong. Wasn't Olson? Four Greg Olson did yeah. it three. He'll remind people too. Olson will remind people. Olson. Everybody keeps putting this stat out. Schefter's put it out, and other people have put it out. But it's three straight for Greg Olson. Kelsey's going to do it eight straight. He's already doubled it mm-hmm. when he hit when he hit seven. Yeah. Kelsey's streak started when the Chiefs' division streak started. Yeah. Eight. It'll be eight uh, for him. Which is funny because of he's third in the NFL as far as tight end yards this year. So if people want to make the washed argument for him, that's tough to say when he's barely behind. Um, he's what, 36 yards behind Kittle, and Kittle played an extra game. Right. And he's got 93 catches. There's only three players in the history of the National Football League to have 80 catches in three straight years. Yeah. There's names Torrey Holt, Jerry Rice, Marvin Harrison. It's pretty good, right? Um, it's pretty good names. Those are the only guys in the history of the game ahead of Kelsey uh, for eight straight years of over a thousand or eighty catches. Excuse me. And in postseason, you say, "Well, how good's he in the postseason?" Well, mm-hmm. if you look at yards, catches, and touchdowns, there's only two names at the top: Jerry mm-hmm. Rice, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice. Number two, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey has a chance to beat one of those three records. He's only 17 catches behind Jerry Rice in the postseason. So a long postseason run, and he could be right up there with it. But that's still pretty impressive to only be behind Jerry Rice in the postseason. And have, keep this in mind too, Gonzalez only had four 1,000-yard seasons, weren't consecutive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jason Witten, four 1,000-yard years, not consecutive. Mm -hmm. Rob Gronkowski, four 1,000-yard seasons, not consecutive. Shannon Sharp, three. He's going to have eight and they're all consecutive. You need to want to think about the greatest tight ends in history. There is still no Chiefs player props on DraftKings. There are a ton of Los Angeles Chargers, but there are no like touchdown scores they have. Blaine Gabbert anytime touchdown is twelve hundred plus. So if he gets a QB sneak, that pays some people some pretty nice money. But uh, still no Travis Kelsey sort of stuff. Somebody on the text line says, "Don't tell C. Mike Evans the Hall of Fame." Karen doesn't care. Mike, Evans how about Clowney getting his instead of Tennessee? was that not great? How Might he have was sacks for Clowney. Would you dance with a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars? He's Darrell Revis, man. This is the series of one year contracts. Woo. You know, going out and just trying to bank money. Still has the greatest hit in college football history. Oh yeah, New maybe Year's. he didn't live up to kind of what he is being the number one pick. But man, he's had a solid career. Darrell Rivas. That's Jay Binkley. Quentin's on the other side. Coming up on the other side, we'll get more involved in the playoff picture, who Binkley thinks he can fear, plus the confidence that maybe Jay Binkley can give you more than I can give you about this Chiefs team entering the playoffs. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. I'm hot, sticky, kind of sweet. I think that's a line in the song. That is. January 7th here in 2024. Beautiful day outside, Binkley. Are you wearing shorts? I am, okay. actually. I wondered. With the sweatshirt. It's 33. Because I really wanted to play golf today, but I don't think I can. Yeah, you could. You could, but it's a little It's kind of hard chilly. to find the ball. Yeah. It's a little too chilly. I'm sure that most of the golf courses have been mowed, so they probably don't have much on there. Well, there isn't anything to mow. So. All the grass is dead. 
And you know those greens are fast today. You had to go play some uh, indoor golf. No. Although I work I, on the swing. I, I I do need to do that. I I drove past. I always take Nall uh, to the station. I go four thirty five to Nall and then come in that way from Lee Summit. Uh, and I saw that definitely saw a guy whose Christmas present was pretty sweet this year. He had his garage set up and it was like a simulator. Sweet. He had like the net in the back and on the side you could see the TV. Like, sweet. oh man, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. That's what I want to get sponsored by is like an indoor simulator and be like, hey, we'll put it in your garage. We'll have it all set up for you and just, you know, do ads and sponsors reads for it. Yes, sir. You and Paige Sporanic. <sighs> Don't tease me. A combo. Don't tease me. You versus her. Somebody asked earlier on the text line, how do I get into golf? I said, follow Paige Sporanic on Instagram. You'll be right into is golf. Is she going to go out with you? Never. She doesn't even know I exist. Have you tried? No. Like Kay Adams? Uh, no. I did reach out to Paige to see if she'd join uh, the show for a segment. Never heard anything back. Really? Mm-hmm. Because we had, uh, what was, well, we do have the Olympics in golf coming up this summer. Yep. So maybe a possibility to reach out even more. That'd um, be great. Yeah, she taught me how to do a flop shot. I'm dead serious. And she just got banned from TikTok because you she said, Shoot her, your shot, man. You, you miss 100% of shots you don't take. That's Michael right. Scott told me that once. Just take it. Yep. Eventually, someone's going to say yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Quentin, do you know who Paige Spranick is? No. Do me a favor. You have Instagram? No. Okay. Do you have you, the internet? You have in front of you? I do have the internet. Do you have Twitter? I do. Go to Twitter and just type in Paige Sporanic. Just okay. type in Page. It'll probably be the first thing that comes up. Or okay. uh, just Google it. Yeah. She's Binkley's number one. I introduced Binkley to her. I thought you were number one. It was your number one. Nah, Kay Adams. Uh, where's Paige? Number two? Three. Uh, who's two? Margot Robbie. Who's that? Really? I don't know. You have no idea who Margot Robbie I don't. is? Have you ever seen The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. The girl in Wolf of Wall Street. I don't remember. I don't know how you don't remember Margot Robbie from The Wolf of Wall Street. While he looks up Paige Frantic, you look up Margot Robbie. She's an Australian. You want to talk about a girl from Australia? Okay, I get it. Yeah, right? Yeah, with that grin on your face. Yeah. She just had a video Paige did about how to rake a bunker. I was like, (laughs) she's the number one most followed golf uh, Instagram. I think like 3.8 million followers. Could you imagine? I think I have like... 370 on Instagram. People like golf. Uh, yes, and beautiful women. And it's getting ready to start. Right. So uh, do you want to hear the dumbest thing you'll ever hear about football? Yes. I'm going to say the name, and you're going to be like, of course, Emmanuel Acho. Easier to hit on one player in Caleb Williams than it is to hit on four players. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about trading that number one overall pick for all these other picks, now you got to hope that Marvin Harrison hit. Mm-hmm. Then you got to hope that the tackle you draft hit. Mm-hmm. Then you got to hope that the other pass rusher hit, as opposed to simply hoping mm-hmm. that Caleb hits. Yeah. It's easier in my mind to simply hit on Caleb Williams than it is to pray that you hit on three or four other picks, not to mention yeah. you can always trade Justin Fields for a second or third round yeah. pick. So based upon that, why would you not say to yourself, wait, we've already got lucky. Yeah. We traded Bryce Young for Caleb Williams and DJ Moore because that's what it came down to. Uh-huh. They traded that number one overall pick for DJ Moore yeah. plus another first round pick who you can now use on Bryce Young. You got lucky. By the grace of God, the Panthers were terrible. You got DJ, you got Caleb for Bryce. Take your money, go to the cashier, cash out. Why would you not make that decision? Because you're. Is that not the dumbest thing you've heard? Why would you take four picks instead of one? Yeah. uh, Are we we sure Caleb Williams is going number one overall? Like, if I'm the Bears, I was on the combine, the interview process. I don't know. Did you ever watch the, the USC players, the reaction, but not having him in the bowl game or whatever? I mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if the intangible is there because there is that intangible that's it's so important. And it's, 
I don't your teammates know, man. like you. I don't know if I trust Caleb Williams. If your teammates, I mean, the guy's a hell of a player. There's no question about sure. that. But again, you got to get to the postseason. You got to win the postseason. I get it. That defense was so bad uh, this year for USC. And you look at last year, I remember watching the Heisman. He was the only of the four not in the playoffs. The right. only one. And he still wasn't in the playoffs. Couldn't be Utah. Yeah, it could not be Utah. Huh? Yeah. But he's the only guy in the uh, the four at the Heisman last year, not this year, but the year before, not in the playoffs. Someone wants me to remind you that Haley or Harley Quinn is who uh, she also played. Oh, okay. Margot Robbie. You remember you remember Harley Quinn, right? Yeah. Okay, that's Margot Robbie. Okay, the Australian. I thought Paige was your one. She's three. It's a tough list, man. Kay Adams staying away, even though the uh, mm-hmm. she never gets back to you. She did. Kay Adams. She responded a few times. Not in a positive way. Yeah, it was. Did you out with her? No. Okay. <laughs> but I took a picture of myself at a barber shop and I said I got to get clean and cut for Kay Adams. And, and how that work? She liked it. And then I said, I'll be at the NFL draft. Can I get anything for you, Kay Adams? And she said, Excedrin. And a quote tweet. Did she take your Excedrin? I did take Excedrin. Just never saw her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't but, take Excedrin. But at least she was somewhat conversational with me. Uh, nice. You know what I mean? Again, you miss Hold a lot of shots. anything, man. You know what I mean? Love is love. That's Pete right. Sweeney once said, if you love it, set it free. If it comes back, it was meant to be. That's right. You know what I mean? I just think that bird has flown south for the longevity of time. Could you imagine if, like, all of a sudden it was like, this is Kay Adams' new boyfriend, and then you just saw the the dust man? Fighting love's tough, man. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, it, it can be tough. It can. You know what's not tough? Is they could the, be on a cruise ship is, halfway uh, around the world. They could be. Or they could be right here in the state of Kansas waiting for you. They could be. And they're not, but um, <laughs> they're on a cruise ship halfway around the world. Would you still go on a cruise? Have yeah. you ever been on a cruise? I have. Did well, you like it? Yeah, it's Did fun. you get hit with one of those bills at the end where they're like, by the way, this is your tab? <laughs> well, yeah, you're like, holy cow. Everybody gets that. Yeah. Everybody gets you're the You're like uh, Kevin McAllister's dad. Hey, you just keep using that card and so all of a sudden you say, oh, my God. It's yeah. expensive. I saw, I talked to a couple of buddies of mine that went on a cruise and they give you now like a preloaded card per day. So you get like five drinks per card. And he was like, yeah, my wife, she only had like two or three drinks. So towards the end of the night, I just took hers and used the rest of hers on me. I remember going because they'll give you a – well, this is – Did you go on a Disney cruise? No, I didn't. Eat eat breakfast with Mickey and Goofy? But you you go to Cayman Islands. I remember getting some Crown Mm -hmm. and putting it – $80 a Cokes are free. Like, Cokes are free, but alcohol, you have to buy a package for whatever. Uh, They didn't have that package at that point. So you buy the Cokes, you put the Crown in the the Cokes or whatever you – Can you take booze? Like, can you take like – I don't know how it works now. I've been on one forever. Mm. I would would rather go. I know someone on one. My daughter even went on one uh, two weeks ago. And she had a good time? Yeah, had a great time. And I know somebody on one right now. Oh, yeah? A yeah. couple people now. Fake Ned's on one. I know a girl that's on one. That's... You know a girl's on a cruise? I do. She's sending you pics? Um, maybe one, yeah. Ooh, weekly. It's Sunday. Remember, you got to be good. You got to be good. I'd not be a bad. Yeah, okay. Is that a friend that you brought to Casey Fowling? Uh, oh. it, it will be a friend that you probably will see Friday. Welcome. This is Alexa. What is the purpose of the visit? Jesus Christ. Praise God. You're listening after hours of 6 in Sports Radio. I keep going. That doesn't seem to me nothing to change. You know, I feel so dirty when I start talking cute. I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably moot. You know what a bucket list is for me? What's that? I want to go to England and I want to watch the World Series of Darts. Do you know who Michael Van Guren is? Oh. Come on, man. We saw 
sensational final. And we're having a sensational final. Go ahead, then. Frank Gerwin's on a nine dance. It's a break the throw. Humphreys has been knocked out of the stride, as you can see. Watch how rowdy this gets. 1 4 1, Michael. Travel by team, Michael. Michael Van Guren, baby. The dude was, what, 16? That's who, Van Guren? No, that was a different guy. He just... This is our type of event, by the way. Because I was showing Quentin, who had never seen this before. And in England, they do this, like, World Series or World Championship darts. And this Michael Van Guren guy, who's very similar to you. Bald guy, very good at what he does. Great with his hands. From what I've been told, what? And man, the crowd is just absolutely lit. I mean, everyone is boozing, cheering. You heard the audio. We got to get to across the pond and watch one of these events. Are some of the best sports the ones you can do when drinking? Yes, absolutely. Darts, bowling, golf, golf, football, (laughs) except for football. Cool. (laughs) I'm talking play, watching. Yes. Okay. Baseball, I guess slow pitch softball. But playing, yeah. Slow pitch softball was fun until Beer league you, softball. Yeah. Until you like, you know, somebody asked on the text line, have you bass seen bass fishing? Have you seen the bass pro video up? Check the first hour in the podcast. Yeah. Did you hear about this bass pro uh, video? I did hear about the uh, bass the Alaba- pro. Incident. The Alabama man. Yeah. Well for a swim. I mean, that man <laughs> cannonball or no, he dove into the aquarium <laughs> butt naked. I just well, wonder, what he had socks on. He had socks oh, he on. What do you do if you're law enforcement? You get called to that, and then the guy like continues to jump in. Like, what do you do? Uh, I mean, t- it's be frustrating. I would have tased him as soon as he got out of the water. It's got to be frustrating. The guy was the the police were holding a taser, mm-hmm. but I think they didn't use it because he knocked himself out. The Alabama man. Alabama wild. He's quick. He's strong. He's active. You can take Alabama man to the bowling alley where he drinks heavily and chews tobacco. Wow. <laughs> he can bowl. When wife asks him where he's been, just use the action button and Alabama man busts her lip open. Shut up! Wow. I want to be just like Alabama man. It's tough tough not having an SEC team in the finals, man. This is the crap you get. No, I'm just the crap you get. I'm glad that we've transitioned into that because I want to know what your thoughts are on this game. Because I really want to take Washington. I like Michael Penix Jr. over J.J. McCarthy. Um, I like, uh, I like Washington's receivers. I think both those guys are going to be top picks in the NFL in the future. Uh, they have three on the yeah, first two rounds. Exactly. Nolan, Polk and, uh, Odunze. Polk is amazing. He's got his moments and I, I'd like Polk a lot. He's a transfer to, to Washington. I, I like it. Odunze's great though, man. I think he's a chance to be a pure number one, in the NFL top mm-hmm. 10 pick. So to speak, Washington's pass offense, number one in the nation. Mm-hmm. As far as Michigan's pass defense, number two. So it's number one pass offense going against number two pass defense. Uh, total defense, Washington or uh, Michigan was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, scoring defense, uh, Michigan number one. Mm-hmm. 10.2 points a game. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pure example of offense going against defense. Washington's defense, not as great this year. 97 in total defense. Mm-hmm. But again, it's about offense. But it's that passing game. And the run defense has not been great this year either. All right. It just kind of also seems forty third like, in the country. Kind of seems like Michigan is is set up to be the story this year. Of course, anything that's happened throughout the season, 
My question, I guess, after this game is Harbaugh's for sure gone, right? I think so. I think he's tired of dealing with the NCAA. I think that's kind of – now, had they not had these problems or been suspended at the beginning of the year yeah. and the end of the year, I think he's tired of uh, dealing with the NCAA, even though it's getting easier to deal with things because sure. now guys can get whatever money you want. You don't have yeah. to worry about it. I mean, he was worried about taking somebody out for pizza during the yeah. COVID pandemic yeah. at this point. But, yeah, I think he's – He's tired of it and ready to go on to the NFL. It just seems interesting, though, that, like, if Harbaugh is out, has there ever been a coach that's gone college pro, college pro? College pro, then college pro. Right, because he was Stanford, and then he was uh, San Francisco, then Michigan, and now probably going to be the next coach for the Raiders if they don't get Pierce. I think the line between college and pros has never been as close as it is now with name, image, and likeness in the transfer portal Mm because guys can hit free agency, basically, and they haven't had to deal with this because the college coach used to have all the power. Uh-huh. Well, hey, you're not going to transfer to anywhere in this conference because I make sure of that. Now they can't, and they can't do a damn thing about it. Like, I'm trying to think. I mean, Spurrier went college, the NFL back, Saban pros back to college, found his fit. Uh, Lou Holtz even in, did both of them at one point, but it's been Pete Carroll has done both. Uh-huh. Um, I can't think of gone back, back, back. Yeah, it's just interesting to think that that would be. But you're going to see more of it now because the line's never been uh, Jay, closer. Jay Glazer just said on Fox NFL Sunday that New England and Bill Belichick will not be together next year. Why does Bill Belichick to Atlanta make a lot of sense? Well, we're the Chargers. The Chargers, to me, makes Because they have a quarterback. That's what makes the most sense. Right. That 27 game sitting out there with Don Shula still, yeah. I think, is important. Having that quarterback is very important. To me, to me, the Chargers make the most sense because I think Belichick still wants to have, like, control when it comes to, like, what he's doing. Because we were having a, having a conversation with a couple buddies last night about this, that, you know, Andy Reid had control in Philadelphia, came to Kansas City, but Andy Reid came to Kansas City and was like, I'm done with the whole – GM thing. I just want to be the head coach, coach and you know, whatever, which that's why you get the, the, the surgeons of Brett Veach. He brought Brett Veach over from Philadelphia. Then Veach takes over for uh what? And Veach was getting him coffee in Philadelphia. Right. And now <laughs> he's getting them. Now, and then he got him a quarterback and championship. Which is interesting how they do it. They bring like three to five names mm-hmm. for him. All right. So he's still involved in it. Yeah. He's not on the day to day, but he will get names from them to watch and does have input. Yeah, on he's still. got a little piece of paper. He slides over because they like, even hey. said it. They said, "Hey, they give him a list of names. Hey, who do right. you like better?" Oh yeah, because I know oh. Cream Hunt was on that list too back in the day. What do you think of the article that came out this morning from Pro Football Talk about Andy Reid possibly putting it up after this year? I don't think he does, just because of he's uh, having Mahomes. Like this yeah. is something he's not had. He's only sixty five too. I say only, but I mean he's sixty five. Belichick's what two and what he is. Pete Carroll seventy two. He's two and what he is, and you think about his place. In history. Uh, but what if they win this year? Like, there is a possibility they could win the Super Bowl this year. There still is, because you have Mahomes and, and Reed in the I don't playoffs. think he goes out like that, though. What, on top? Yeah. I don't, with three rings, with one team? I think he keeps going. Because okay. Patrick Mahomes is that guy that still, you know, has him awake at 4 a.m. calling Patrick. Yeah. I think it reminds me of Bill Walsh. Right. You know, writing writing plays down on napkins at restaurants. Yeah. But, you know, calling Mahomes at 4 a.m., whatever, because he thought of some play. He's finally got a quarterback can do everything he wants. Which I feel like Mahomes having children, like young children, really gave Randy Reed the advantage because he knows that you're probably up at some point in the night, you know, crying baby. Oh, hey, by the way, while you're rocking so-and-so to sleep, what do you think about this, like, play that we put so-and-so outside? Oh, I like that, you know, just sitting in the rocker, putting the kid to sleep. I just don't see him walking away. Okay. I just don't. I don't think this year, but I think if they win one more, I think he might be done. I'd say probably three more years. Who's on this team longer, Andy Reed or Travis Kelsey? Andy Reid. Travis Kelsey done after next year? I think so. I think uh, if he comes back one more, and that's about it. 
do you think it's safe to tar- to start talking about what's next? Yeah, I mean, they flipped this roster right in front of us. Only four guys remain. Prima Holmes, mm-hmm. Jones probably Jones is one of those guys. Probably gonna be gone. Kelsey will probably be gone was uh, by next Prima year. Holmes? Butker, Butker, and Winchester were okay. Prima Holmes. Winchester's still here. Long Winchester, snapping. Yeah, long snapping. What a man. great gig in the NFL. Perfect. You can't get hit, right? You can't hit the long. But the snapper. snaps have to be good. As soon as they stand up, you. But gotta... no one's ever complained about the snaps. No, that's crazy. James Winchester, better job, long snapper, backup to Mahomes. Probably the back of quarterbacks. Because as a long snapper, you still have to make those snaps in crucial situations. Like, people think, look at the kicker all the time, and when it comes down to it, got to have a good snap, too. Let's do three quick ones. Who wins, Bills or Dolphins? I'm going to take Bills. Chiefs, Chargers. Let's <laughs> go Chiefs, I guess. Okay. Washington, Michigan. Um, You know, give me Michigan with that defense. I mean, I want to say Washington with that offense, but the defense of Michigan is just so suffocating. Chiefs, Dolphins, round one? Uh, probably. Do you look at the future forecast? It's going to be what? 14 degrees. Yeah. Welcome to Kansas city, Miami. It's perfect. Yeah. Cause what they, uh, two has never played in a playoff game. Yeah, but remember he played in snow and he was with his brother out in Maryland practicing or something. I don't remember it snowed that. in Alabama one day. <laughs> I don't he remember said, that. He said it snowed in Alabama one day. One day. Yeah. One day. It's already snowed three days this year. It's in not Kansas been this cold. <laughs> yeah. Should be interesting. Uh, I did discover a new drink I like last night. Tequila on the rocks with a squeeze of lime. Very, very good. Dangerous cocktail. You went away from your bourbon. Well, just from last night. But I'm, oof. I don't know. That's Jay Binkley. Thanks, man. Have a good uh, post-game show today. Uh, We'll see if the Chiefs can uh, beat the Chargers. Once again, in L.A. Uh, Quentin, thanks for all your help. I told you the show goes by fast. We're already done. Took forever to get that final hour to get to the show start. Now we're here. Yep. Uh, Kansas City. Go do nice things for people. It's cool to care. It's a new year. Start things off right. Could change their day, week, month, or even year. Be nice to people. Be positive and have a good Sunday. I love you all. We'll talk to you again soon. The 610 Sports Radio. This is After Hours.